let's update you now on the situation that we saw unfolding on the downtown east side this week. So Vancouver City crews have been in the process of continuing to finish removing tents and structures that had been scattered along Hastings Street on the downtown east side there. And they were continuing to do that yesterday too, finishing the cleanup and moving things out there. Now, we've heard a lot about what happened down there. There's lots of questions, uh, not just about the situation, how it unfolded, how it got to that point. Uh, you know, what happened as they tried to clear it all up, but also where is everyone going? That's the big question. We still don't know what happened to everyone from there because what we do know is that not everybody was available to get into housing because there weren't enough places for them to go. So our producer, Bianca Rego, went down to that former encampment site uh, yesterday afternoon, wanted to try to find out how this uh, eviction and the process of eviction has impacted the community down there of the downtown east side. The presence of tent cities have been a point of contention for a while most significantly since 2014, when a tent encampment arose in Oppenheimer Park. Since then, Vancouver has removed 10 tent encampments in 10 years. For example, Oppenheimer Park in 2014, Hastings Street and Thornton Park in 2016, Franklin Street and Main Street in 2017, Oppenheimer Park again in 2019, and then Oppenheimer Park again in 2020, Crab Park in 2020, Strathcona Park in 2021, and now again, Hastings Street in 2023. The police began removing the tent encampment from Vancouver's downtown east side on Wednesday, which has been the site of tents and makeshift structures for eight months. The area is home to more than 20,000 people, many of whom live on the streets or rely on shelters. Housing advocates are describing the way the tents and structures are being removed as violent, traumatizing, and dehumanizing. While I was walking down the street to try and find someone to discuss what happened during the eviction, I was met with no one. The streets were empty. There was nothing but police officers, garbage trucks, and a bunch of empty recycling bins. That's when I came across Charlie. What brings you to Vancouver? Um, I fled from the war, right? I was uh, recruited at the age of 12. Fought three years in the war, right? And so looking for a better place to live, you know? He was carrying a recycling bin that was filled to the absolute brim and was tied together with a rope on a skateboard so he was able to move it while walking down the street. We went to Edmonton, actually. We arrived in Edmonton, but uh, when we got here, we made a stop here in BC. Basically, it was completely different from Edmonton where you can rent a, a house pretty much for a small amount of money, right? Turn into uh, just sitting there in an SRO by myself. Just next thing you know, it's like, Next, you know, drugs came into my life and it was, you know what I mean, like that spiraling. But back, back to the original topic. <laughs> my original question was whether or not he was part of the encampment eviction. What was happening, where he was going to go. Basically, the police is just uh, decided not kicking everybody out of the block and stuff like that. And there's no other place to go. The first they say, well, leaving in this RO. And then when you do get a room there, it's like rats coming out of the ground. And I mentioned that to them, you know, like it was a little terrifying, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to pick up my dirty socks and do laundry because there's like be a rat biting me, right? When you drink the water as well, you know, the water just jadia. All kinds of physical illnesses, you know what I mean? As well as, you know, mental abuse, uh, emotional, you know, uh, psychological, you know what I mean? Like at 7 p.m., 
is their curfew. They don't change the locks. You got three, four people with keys to that room that you step out, they step in. It's happened to a lot of us down here. That's a normal thing. Vancouver Mayor Ken Sims stated that out of all of the people relying on the streets for shelter, only eight encampment residents who requested shelter have been accommodated. Let's put this into perspective. There are 20,000 people living in the downtown east side, many of whom are in need of shelter or are residing in encampments either on the street or in parks or in stairwells, or in alleyways. Why would someone choose to live there rather than a shelter? Well, for the simple reason is I don't have bugs on me. That's kind of nice, you know? Because in them rooms, it's just, it's just infested with bugs. You got people in there that need people that are able to assist them with their uh, meds. They need a certain type of care. And they, they got to mix up with everybody else. That's not right. You know what I mean? Because everybody doesn't know the mental condition of these gentlemen. And he's bugging now because he hasn't had his meds. Overnight, these people are just off the walls, right? Because now they're medicating themselves. You know, I sympathize with that. But the government just shoves them to the hood and then that's it. We deal with that too, on top of our, our problems. Encampments are complex, just like the people who live in them. Municipalities often seek a judge-ordered eviction in court, citing reasons like traffic, security, and fire risks to people and property in order to get these encampments to close. However, this approach is generally short-lived, and residents are merely displaced without a permanent solution being provided due to a lack of housing. I guess everybody's not running around a little desperate too, right? They want to stop negligence and, and, and uh, violence and all that. They want to put a stop to that. Everybody knows they have a problem with this, but all they want to do is just point the finger what the problem is. Nobody wants to get their hands dirty. The people that start off with willing to do things, they burn off, they're burnt out. Employers see their employees and they're just like, oh, little Susan, no, oh, she's going to lose it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, they know that she's burned down and it's like, because they've been mistreated, they've been abused, they feel a little bit sore. Rightfully so, if you ask me, right? And then other people come along the way and then be proper and like, they refuse to see that. That's why I catch myself. You know what I mean? Like, I sympathize with, with, with them, you know, being in the front lines and, and doing things for us to benefit our lives, you know? And yet, getting treated that way, it's not right. But it wasn't me. And they, they just, they don't want to see that. They're like, it don't matter if you've been proper or not. We're going to treat you like you're not. This is why advocates like the Coordinated Community Response Network of the downtown east side are saying that the city of Vancouver's escalation plan for decampment without providing suitable housing or support is failing to address critical concerns in a sustainable, dignified or compassionate manner. And so what do I do? You want to treat me like a dog, you want to treat me like a dog? Don't be surprised when I bite you. 